This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories in logic. My God. <laughs> You're so, this is so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hole. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Oh, I would love to tell you that I'm doing fabulous and great, but today there is blood in the water, and I'm filled with hatred and <laughs> angst and anti-friendships, and uh, you know, which is kind of out of the ordinary because I'm actually doing pretty well in these drafts. Uh, so I don't yeah, know why you, I'm- you definitely, uh, after the first few, you figured it out and- uh... You've been back on the comeback trail, and uh, I think we're almost about even at this point on these drafts uh, if we went back through the archives. I'm not keeping tabs or anything, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> comebacks are comebacks. It's my anniversary, so come we'll be on backs at some point. <laughs> uh, you know, before we start drafting, Cole, we did kind of rush through it last week. We didn't really spend any time at all, but as we're recording right now, uh, Crown Jewel is in progress, and uh, you know I'm 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 looking forward to watching it. You know after I do the husbandry things, and uh, yes. you know uh, get back to uh, being just a wrestling fan. But uh, Crown Jewel is happening. I'm excited for the show. I'm excited to review it. What say ye? Did you even know it was happening right now? Yes, I did know it was happening. I was going to say it if you didn't. Actually, I was getting ready to say Crown Jewel is on as we were recording this morning. Uh, I actually am looking forward to this. You sold me. On the uh, couple few matches that both sound incredible, uh, and, and so yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I'll definitely check it out. Uh, I'm really interested to see uh, what's going to happen with LA Knight. I I really am because I don't think he's going to win the belt. I don't think they would drop the world heavyweight championship at Crown Jewel. I don't think they'd end this thousand plus day streak at Crown Jewel. But I mean, LA Knight's really hot right now, and and. I know everyone's concerned that I. This is the dumb thing to me. Is like, well, if he just loses to the champion now, he's dead in the water. Like, no, <laughs> the dude's over. Like, all they have to do is give him some kind of out and not just pulverize him. Like, yeah, if he squashes him in thirty-seven seconds and he gets zero offense, then yeah, LA Knight's dead and buried. But like, <laughs> there's so much they could do. You got to stop hanging your hat on the fact that he's dead in the water and realize where he is now from Max Dupree. Yeah, exactly. He's still on the on the climb. And yeah, I understand when you're still trying to get over, if you, you know, you lose clean in the middle to the champion and you don't, you know, it's not competitive, it's not close, then yeah, it's not going to look great and it's going to kill your push a little bit, but it's the bloodline. There's going to be fuckery, ladies and gentlemen. This is probably going to be where they set up for the freaking war games if they're doing war games again this year. I just I don't I don't understand why people don't understand that there's easy LA. You don't have to win. Cody didn't win and it really hasn't hurt him that much. I'm pretty certain that we're going to continue the gravy train with the bloodline just because, you know, 
Crown Jewel is a glorified, gigantic house show. And it's also a big stage that I'm very proud that LA Knight is on. And uh, yeah. I think as wrestling fans, we are we're entitled to the instant gratification. And we can't just well, live yeah. in the moment that the fact that Cody got to WrestleMania didn't right. have to didn't have to win the title. LA Knight got to the main event. He doesn't have to win the title. Uh, yeah. He, everyone just thinks that putting a title on someone means you made it, and I don't think so. No, no, no. I it's always the story and the the you know the it, it's just it's insane that all of the sudden after twenty years of not being able to get a baby face over, they've made like three guys in the last year that just got wildly insanely over to the point where the fans want to see them win the title. And the best thing is they have one tippy top, like super top heel. Argue well, I don't think it's arguable anymore. I think Roman is the number one heel in the business now that MJF is a full fledged babyface. Like it's it's great that they have three top guys that people want to see win the belt, and they keep you know finding a way to make guys. I don't know who the next guy is after LA Knight, but I don't, I don't think anyone was expecting LA Knight to blow up all of a sudden out of nowhere and become a star. You know, and and stars a relative term in this day and age, but still like. When's the last time we've seen three guys that the fans were just solidly 100% behind? Like, nobody is booing Cody. Nobody's booing Sami Zayn. Nobody's booing uh, LA Knight. And Roman is just the freaking god of wrestling right now. Yeah, and when is the last time someone's booed a heel that's supposed to be booed? Everyone else kind of yeah. cheers how well the performer's doing. Like, you know, Logan Paul is a gem right, right, right now. Right. Yeah, everyone yeah. loves to hate him, and everyone... and, uh, all, and all the wrestling fans, the diehards, are noticing how well he's taking, how serious he's taking it, and yeah. leaning into the performance aspect of it. And I'm yeah, really and excited for his match deal. with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's another. Like this, th this really is, uh, you know, a, a couple gems on this crown jewel. Like, the, you, you know, we haven't really got great matches out of crown jewels thus far, and this one feels like a big time pay per view. I'm not like. There's two big, huge matches I want to see, and I'm I'm actually excited. You know, <laughs> like I'm not usually excited to watch WWE pay per views except for Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and they found one in the middle of the year. I'm like, I want to see this, so I'll definitely check it out. I mean, it's on now, so I'll probably have to wait until tomorrow, and then I'll view the whole thing. But uh, because I don't know, I'm just not that into football this year. I'm I'm uh, uh, I'm boycotting the my team the Raiders because they're idiots, but they did just fire the guy that I wanted fired. So I, I might be back on the Raider train. I might have to check them out, see how things are going. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I, so just la one last thing before we get started. Cause I know it excited Ron so much last time update on my farm simulator. Oh, just kidding, Ronald. I'm not going to dig into my farm simulator, although it's going well. It's going very well. Although you probably just finished the digging level of that game. Well, like, so I bought, I've, I, there, I found this, uh, there's mods. Like, so this is a game that's big on Steam, you know? And so a lot, a lot of people made mods. Well, they put the mods on the console as well. So there's this awesome mod that's called Government Subsidy. And all you got to do is put this sign up, and they give you like $3 million a day. It's amazing. It's just like, it's great. So then, so I own all the land now, and I have everything set up exactly the way I want it. Now I'm just like cutting down trees and shit and making new fields. It's amazing. 
You know it's a bad day when Ron really wants you to go back to talking about football. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. You know, I think I think if you if you did decide you wanted to dig into football, the last few years of football have been really interesting in that nobody can predict what the hell is going to happen from week to week. Like we started this season and the 49ers were just bulldozing everyone. And now they've lost three games in a row all of a sudden, like just out of nowhere. They're terrible. They can't beat anybody after it looked like they were just going to steamroll everyone and win the Super Bowl. It's really exciting. It's a lot of fun when week to week you don't really know what's going to happen. So that's awesome. Yes, it's what I like about wrestling when it's done right. Uh, But, you know, obviously, you know, the only thing I really know about football is, you know, a sound bite on my thing. Oh, yes. Without further ado, Cole, it's time to start the WCW Draft. Oh, my goodness. I really had to do some research because I was like, God, if Michael Buffer actually had a match. (laughs) I know he announced a lot of main events, but I was like, oh, was there like a tuxedo match where they like paid Michael Buffer a lot of money to wrestle? Well, no, I don't think Vince Russo wasn't. He wasn't there long enough to make that match. But, uh, yeah, no, sadly, everyone, Michael Buffer did not wrestle on WCW, but he did work there a few times, and I really tried to make that a loophole. But, uh, no, I will not be drafting Michael Buffer today. But, uh, Cole, is Michael Buffer, was he potentially on your list? Because I was really Uh, looking for some, uh, some gems for this roster of mine. Michael Buffer is not was not on my radar, but I do have some awesome names for my radar. I am. This is the first time I'm going to draft solely based on my personal preferences and my fandom of WCW. So you're going to hear some names you might not uh, have expected to hear today or guys drafted way higher than you think they should be. Uh, This is going to be fun. And I feel like I've got the inside track on this WCW one um, based on who are our guests our guest judges so oh yes now see now see uh now cole is learning cole is learning to yes. play to the judge it doesn't matter what we think we got to play to our audience and that's the most important part that's rule number one of booking that's rule number one of creative team booking i i gotta say i think this is the most interaction we've had on a draft so far we're getting comments online i'm getting people sending me text messages like everyone's really interested to see who we're gonna draft so i'm being pulled aside by the by the groom of the wedding i last attended like who are you gonna draft first (laughs) yes here's a couple of suggestions to piss cole off (laughs) exactly so i have a shoot coin today a real coin oh gimmick so uh uh, I'm ready to flip. Uh, heads or tails, Ronald? Oh, I got to call it. Okay, well, oh, let's see. I, I think tails will never fail today. It is tails. Tails is the winner. Ron gets to decide whether he wants to draft first or get two picks first. Well, you see, I think I rolled the dice last time and let you pick first. So I... I'm going to pick first this time. All right, Ronald, with the number one pick of the WCW draft. Well, I wish I had a drum roll, but uh, I'm just going to let you know right now, if you're going to tell me who the WCW guy is, everyone's going to point to this gentleman, and I'm just going to use this as a platform to make this my first pick, and I'm going to go with Sting! That's a solid number one pick. I think in the history of WCW, there's only maybe four guys 
that rise to the level of a number one pick. And really, if you're going from start to finish, there's there's two guys that were there from start to finish that were great, that were the number one pick. And Sting is uh, is one of them for sure. So I'm going to make my number one pick. Uh, in the history of WCW, I'm going with, like, unquestionably, the best wrestler in the history of WCW, the best character, the best everything. Stunning Steve Austin, ladies and gentlemen, not Stone Cold. The much, much better, more entertaining, better in-ring performing version of Steve Austin. Stunning Steve, what a man. Oh, yes. Oh, I love, I love, uh... I love the change in quotes, and that would be very much unappreciative by our guest tomorrow or next week, rather. You're gonna have to have your finger on the on the uh, the drop button for this uh, 20 year old inside joke that we have with Stunning Steve. So <laughs> that is my number one pick. Play to my audience, ladies and gentlemen. But also, I love Stunning Steve so much. I am on record. I would say it to Stone Cold's face. Like, I would tell Steve Austin to his face, I love Stunning Steve so much more than Stone Cold uh, because he was a great worker. I mean, absolutely great worker as Stunning Steve. Uh, the and, and I love the heel personality. I think Austin's a, a much better natural heel. Like, even when he was a babyface, he was still heel Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just the people he was fighting, the fans wanted to see him kick their ass. And they got behind his punch kick, you know, stomp. And and a lot of it was just injuries. And and even then, later on when he did return to heel, he had those great wrestling matches with Jericho and Angle and uh, Benoit. So, like, I mean... Stone Cold could go. I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he really, really was in the ring. So uh, I'm going Stunning Steve, number one. And then number two, oh, this is a tough choice. Because like I said, there's about four guys I think that you could really make a case for. And Stunning Steve really isn't one of them, but he's my number one. So I'm going to go with my favorite. Anytime uh, I start a wrestling promotion, in uh, Fire Pro or wrestling figures or whatever, uh, I go Hollywood Hogan over Hulkamania. So I've got the two top heels in the history of WCW, and now I need some baby faces. <laughs> that is certainly a great couple of picks. You got Stunning Steve and you got Hollywood Hogan. You got one person who is undoubtedly one of the greatest heels ever and changed the business and whatnot, and you got the guy who did so in the gimmick after the one that you picked. Yes. Uh, yes. So <laughs> I took for my first pick, Mr. WCW. If you were going to pick Mr. WCW, it would probably be, this would probably be A or B. But I'm going to pick the most successful homegrown WCW guy. And I'm pretty sure this guy is way down on your list, but this guy is way high up on my list because I, because of this podcast, have really come around on this person and the success that he had and the importance he was to this company. And I will go on record to say that this is probably the greatest homemade star WCW ever had. And there's a reason why the undefeated streak works so well, and it hasn't really worked that well since. I'm going with Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I got to tribute Biggie. Goldberg! That's right. Absolutely. No, no. Uh, Goldberg was absolutely my next pick, so uh, you were very smart to take him here. I realized that I left 
three of the four tippy top guys for you to draft because I went for uh, Stunning Steve, who is my favorite WCW worker of all time. Uh, and I probably could have got him in the fifth or sixth or eighth round and it would have been fine. But, you know, it is what it is. So it's uh, your third pick now. And it's my third pick, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of pivot a little bit, but it's not really a big pivot because if you lived during the Monday Night Wars, you will realize that this person was on television every single week, and it's been well documented that Eric Bischoff made a statement by putting these type of matches all throughout the show and le- and leaving his stars in the opening and the end, and this guy was prevalent on keeping your eyes on the television, and he is exactly where he needs to be on top of my draft pick list. I'm going with the highly innovative Rey Mysterio, ladies and gentlemen. That That's a, a surprise pick, I think, this high. Although, like, it, you know, this is great. This is the thing about WCW. Um, you know, Bischoff gets a lot of credit for the NWO, but he doesn't get enough credit for how much he helped innovate the in-ring style. Like the the cruiserweight division was uh, absolutely one thousand percent the brainchild of Eric Bischoff, and it's something he really wanted to have these uh, high impact. Uh, you know, high high paced action filled matches to go along with you know the Hogans and and the older guys that he was signing that were you know WWF uh, retreads, and, and so I thought this was this was really brilliant on his part to have half the show be very story driven and then the other half of his show really be in ring action. You know, and, and they didn't do a lot with the cruiserweights as far as story goes, but I mean, there there are some gems in there. We've talked about them the last few weeks with like Dean Malenko and Jericho, and I know I shouldn't name any names while we're doing this draft, but it is what it is. Uh, but I mean, the, they brought in all the Japanese wrestlers, they brought in all the lucha guys, and, and realistically, they changed the business forever. Like it, it once they did this, we there was no going back to like boring boring jobber matches and like headlock you know, 10 minute headlocks with heels, just talking shit. Like there was no going back to that. And we've still been seeing it today since the cruiserweight division. They've been every, the wrestlers have been pushing the action and pushing the envelope. So that's a great pick. I think you got the, the, you know, maybe the tippy top of the cruiserweight division. Um, but you left me some awesome options here. Uh, as we said, there were two guys that from the very start of when it became WCW to literally the last match in WCW history. Uh, and and it's Ric Flair. I mean, you got to go Ric Flair. Uh, probably should have been a top pick. Um, but we're talking about WCW, so we got to go Ric Flair. I mean, he's the guy. It's either him or Sting, 1A, 1B. So I'm good with it. Uh, and that's my third pick. My fourth pick going Vader. I got to do it. You know, he's, he's probably the biggest monster in the history of WCW. He might, you know, Vader very well could be considered the other super over homegrown WCW talent. Like there wasn't like Vader got over in Japan and he was a big monster, but WCW treated him like he was just an absolute beast of a man. Like he is. You know, and gave him the utmost respect. Uh, he was one of the first guys Hogan feuded with. I mean, Vader was absolutely a tippy-top guy in WCW, so I'm glad I could get him with my fourth pick. Absolutely. Vader is unque- was unquestionably on my list, and I was going to yeah. go for him oh. rather soon. And yes. uh, 
And boy, you did take him, and uh, I am a little red-faced about it, but you know, there was another gentleman that uh, fits the criteria of uh, Mr. Vader, and you know, let's be honest, Vader would have been first to go between these two, but I'm going to take the other one, who had a much better run in this company than the previous company, even though he did main event at WrestleMania, but I am gladly taking Bam Bam Bigelow, ladies and gentlemen. And then, oh, yeah, it's a bit of a surprise pick for a WCW draft. His run in WCW wasn't the greatest, but uh, he did. Ha I mean, if you go back and watch his matches, especially incorrect. Like, I the, said his run in WCW was better than WWF. Correct. What? Yeah, he wrestled four doinks in WWF. He actually had a run in WCW as the hardcore champion. <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> No, but I was getting ready to put over his hardcore matches. But yes, <laughs> like go watch the match he had with Brian Knobs. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, when like, Bam Bam uh, yeah. went to ECW and then got that got that uh, bug itch and then took took that to WCW. That was my Bam Bam. All the cartoony yeah. stuff in WWE. As much as I loved it as a kid, Bam Bam grew on me even harder when he went to WCW and ECW. And yeah, ECW for sure. I mean, they, he was a tippy top guy in ECW. Absolutely, the greetings from Asbury Park and all that jazz. And then my fifth pick, ladies and gentlemen. Is it my fifth pick? Yes, it's my fifth yes. pick. And you know what? I'm going to pivot back to some cruiserweight action. He's your favorite. He's my favorite. And I love this man to death. I'm going Edward Guerrero, ladies and gentlemen. All right, a little mad about that one. That one stings a little bit. That was probably my next pick. No, Sting was my uh. first pick. Ah. <laughs> uh. But you got me thinking here with Bamba. Actually, before I do that, I'm gonna go right ahead. Uh, again, we talk. I talked about him last week. Uh, I mean, if you look at his WCW stuff, it absolutely put him on the map. Um, made him uh, kind of a cult fan, you know, fan favorite. Uh, he really didn't get over until much later in the WWF uh, when Eric Bischoff famously said, "Hey, tell them that Cactus Jack is gonna win the world title," and everyone changed the channel. So I'm going Cactus Jack right now. Love me some Cactus Jack. And, uh, oh, I got Cactus. I got Vader. I got, oh, I love this roster, the way it's shaping out. But uh, I'm going to go a little off the board here. I'm going with the greatest tag team in WCW history, Harlem Heat. Ooh. Ooh. Cole's coming for you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the, the board is certainly open. Yes. Uh, there's so many. That's the one thing about WCW. The roster was so big and bloated during the Attitude Era. But there's just there were a lot of guys that were there. So like I mean, there's just so many options in this draft. Yes, absolutely. And one thing about the Attitude Era and the comparisons between you know WCW and WWE was that WWE WWF at the time had great main events, horrible undercard. WCW. Terrible main events. Amazing <laughs> undercard. And these next two guys are a big reason for that reason, ladies and gentlemen. My next two picks are going to be a very recognizable name and two people that work together to this day doing very different roles. Number one for this round is Chris Jericho, ladies and gentlemen. Love it. And from there... His arch nemesis, we touched on their feud last week. I'm going with Dino Machino himself, Dean Malenko. Wow, Ron is definitely going work rate uh, this this go-round. I'm uh, going a little more for, for entertainment. It's funny how we've kind of traded places in these drafts over the years. Strap in. <laughs> oh, 
Boy, okay, so got to do it. Uh, I, I'm just going to take both these guys right now. I'm going Brian Pillman, especially since I already have me some stunning Steve. You got to have Brian Pillman, and I got to do something about this work rate. I got to catch up a little bit, so I'm going to go with Jushin Thunderrago. Ooh, complete with the racism and everything. That's how they announce him in Japan. It was accurate. It that, wasn't racist. Um, that was you doing a very white impression of an Asian person. <laughs> Jushan Thunderrago! Yes, do it again. That's how they do it. Do it again. <laughs> Increase the cancellation. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How do they announce it again? Jushan Thunderrago! <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so we're coming. And it's the main reason that Candace likes him because the guy with like the the Beatles like uh that the Sergeant Pepper's fucking jacket on in the ring announcer in Japan. I mean, he's like legit wearing a blue Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Cubs band jacket and that's how he announces Jushin Thunder Liger every if they, time. If they ask magical. Candace, if they ask Candace who her favorite wrestler is in Japan and she says it like that on the interview on oh, live WWE TV. Never. Yeah, she, never. We never cuz you can't. <laughs> Because there's something to what I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> so my next two picks, you know, you're, you know, I thought you would kind of catch what I'm doing and kind of like jump aboard and try to take these people before I do, but you're letting me continue uh, this path of destruction, and I'm going to take the next two people, and I'm surprised that you didn't swipe this person up after you saw my last two picks, but I'm taking this person right now, the highly decorated, the Christmas tree belt himself. Ultimo Dragon, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that one hurts. That would have been my Jushin Liger number one opponent, but that's okay. I've got uh, lots of options. Lots of options. And, um, you know, all right, I'm going to pivot away and go to Tippy Top Guys again. And, you know, this is another guy. You know, you can make an argument that he's a homegrown guy, but, like, he's probably the L.A. Knight of his generation. You know, uh, top guy at a very late stage in the game, and you know, Macho Man can be LA Knight's Roman Reigns. And uh, I'm alluding to Diamond Dallas Page, ladies and gentlemen. Solid, very good. Uh, I love it, and and thank you for uh, hinting at Macho Man because I'm gonna go ahead and make Macho Man my next pick right now. <laughs> Did we forget about Macho Man? Uh, didn't forget, but it might have been a while before I thought about him. Uh, DDP was definitely on my radar right now. I'm actually doing this off the top of my head for once. I don't have any notes. I'm just going with my fandom and my memory, and I'm looking at guys I have in, in good matchups for him. Oh, well, so you're Mach used to losing then. <laughs> so yeah macho man's great with literally any person on the roster so that's a fantastic pick and so now i'm just gonna think about it uh listening to podcasts this week uh i listened to the eric bischoff uh eddie guerrero episode where it was just kind of a clip show of all the times they just gushed about how great eddie guerrero was and so I'm going to go with his opponent from one of those matches. One of the times Dave Meltzer went in there and almost gave somebody five stars, which he actually, back in the day when he had respect for the business and himself, he didn't award five stars like it, like, you know, nothing. And uh, these matches are 10 times better than anything happening today. So I'm going with Otani, ladies and gentlemen. Eddie Guerrero Otani set the world on fire for the, uh, uh, cruiserweight belt Otani was actually the very first 
cruiserweight champion in WCW history. He's one of my favorite workers of all the times. He's not a guy that gets a lot of love, but he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, when you bought the best of tapes, uh, you bought best of Eddie, best of Jericho, best of Ultimo, best of anybody. Uh, Otani almost always stole the show and had the best match on those best of tapes. And so that's where I'm going, ladies and gentlemen. And I know, I know, uh, since you have Ultimo and Jericho, you are uh, way ahead uh, with our our judge, so I'm hoping that Otani can score me some points. <laughs> he just might, but you know I haven't even picked the ones that I'm serving up to our judge yet. You know because oh, wow. uh, he's changed over the years, and ah, uh, uh, you know I'm at that point in time where I don't know if it's my turn, but I'm about to speak like it is. It is your turn. All to right, take two picks. <laughs> it is my next two picks, and should I go for fun or should I go for more? ruining Cole's day. I think I'll do both. Yeah, it's all good at this point because uh, I'm about to go just pure pre- personal preference, so you're good. Oh, great, <laughs> because then these next two will be definitely personal preference, and this is uh, personal preference for me as well, and uh, if you want to see some hard-hitting action, look no further than these two gentlemen. I'm going Fit Finley, ladies and gentlemen, and from there... You guessed it, Cole. I can see it on your face. Sir Steven Regal, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Lord Steven Regal hurts really bad. That was my absolute next pick. But uh, that's okay because I could still get one of my fave five. Uh, This was one of the guys that absolutely captivated my just everything when I was nine years old. Uh, He was the singular reason that I watched on a week-to-week basis because I wanted to see two cold Scorpio out there doing what he'd do, uh, being a heavyweight high flyer and maybe the best high flyer of all time. So two cold Scorpio is my next pick. That's 11. So my number 12 pick, this one, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'm not sure where I want to go with this. Oh, I'm going Steiners. I'm going the Steiner brothers. Let's take the other greatest tag team in WCW history. I've got the top two, the Steiner brothers, Harlem Heat. Yep. There, not good. not bad good. at all. The only thing, the only thing that makes me upset is now big Papa pumps off the table. Can't have them. That sucks. <laughs> no big bad booty main events on my card. Oh, but I will have a popcorn match for the ages, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I'm looking at what I could bring to this table for my popcorn match. And I, I don't know. Like, part of me wants to get them now because, like, for whatever reason, I think these might be troll picks of yours. and Or I might just be really safe. But you know what? I'm going to go for it because it's my show. And if anyone knows me and my creative juices, I can make something work with these two gentlemen. They're nowhere near on Cole's list, but they're near everybody's list and near everybody's heart. And the first pick is worldly famous on the creative team, Glacier. (laughs) And from Mr. Glacier, you're asking yourself, Cole, how could this get any better? And I'm going to tell you, because the only thing that can heat up a Glacier is a wiggle. And I'm going with the Wiggle, Norman Smiley, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest hardcore champion of all time. 
Oh, that's a great pick. Uh, Norman Smiley was definitely on my radar today. That was not, he was not getting through this draft without getting drafted. Uh, there's going to be some questionable undrafted people here, but that was not one of them. I absolutely was looking at Norman Smiley. I may have taken him next if I'm being honest. Um, so I'm looking at my card and I need absolutely desperately need some baby faces here. Otherwise this is going to be an all heel card. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to take Lex Luger, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, the total package. The total package, because we need it. <sighs> and now it's thinking time. Oh, uh, Nope, I'm going to do it. I don't care. You took my favorite television champion of all time, so I'm going to take my second favorite television champion of all time, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Ooh, yes. He's got one of the greatest Irish whips ever. And don't ever take an Irish whip from him to a guardrail because Cactus Jack pinballed on a few guardrails <laughs> because of Paul Orndorff. Go out of your way to find Paul Orndorff and Cactus Jack. I guarantee you will be the first video to pop up. Yes, good stuff. And now it is... Round number 14, Ronald, your 14th pick. Oh, my goodness. Now, see, the, the, the looking at the rest of my list, I am so shocked that a lot of these people haven't been picked. So shocked. But I'm not shocked at all that this person hasn't been picked. And I think I want to pick him. <laughs> Just because I need you to know where I'm going. And you said that I drafted your favorite television champion. I think I'm going to draft my favorite heavyweight champion. David Arquette, ladies and gentlemen. Love it. It's it's a fun pick. Uh, it definitely... I, I think David Arquette has done a really nice job of making the fans... Uh, of making amends to the fans. He's gone out, trained... Uh, with you know Peter Avalon, one of our our friends in the business, and and, and is really making a, a run, at, you know, at independent wrestling before you know the COVID shutdown and everything happened. Um, so yeah, I love it. I think it's a good pick. As I mean, there's so much you could do with celebrities. I mean, it just it there the options are endless. So I'm not mad at it. I love it. I think it's a nice curveball you threw there. Well, the pitches will keep on coming, Cole, because because you will go on record. In remembering that I drafted David Arquette before this man, Bret Hart, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I knew I should have taken Bret. I was going to take Bret with Luger because I needed another baby face. But, uh, you know, that, that might that's one of those hidden gems late in a fantasy draft that uh, might steal you the entire thing. So... Uh, congratulations on that, but that's fine. You have Bret Hart, so I need to come back with some serious star power. I need a baby face. I'm going Great Muda. Ooh. Yes, Great Muda. And you... since we're here, and I need to counter that Bret Hart, go ahead. Go I was going to say, used very well in WCW. You know. Yeah, he won Battle Bowl. Yes. <laughs> he had a couple good runs, and then, you know, they, they dropped the ball with him a couple times, too, but... Uh... Yeah, absolutely love me some great Muda. Yeah, um, the only time in his career where we missed him. I did not. Like I said, my first pay-per-view was that with Starcade where he won Battle Bowl. I've been a Muda fan ever since I was nine years old. And uh, they, they did. They had some really good runs with Muda. They had him doing the moonsault off the cage. Like, Muda had some really big highlights 
in WCW. Um, but since we're on Muda, and I need to counter Bret Hart with somebody that's a late pick that could totally swing the balance of this, I'm going Terry Funk, motherfucker. <laughs> Goddamn, Terry Funk in the 16th round. Oh, yes. I mean, how could you beat that? You got Cactus Jack, Terry Funk, and Vader on your roster. I know. This is great. Blood will be spilt. Yes. Well, something's definitely, something is definitely getting spilt with these next two picks, ladies and gentlemen. It ain't going to be blood. It's going to be whatever's coming out of your mom's panties. Because I got Alex Wright. Yes. And Disco Inferno. Oh, who's ready to dance, bitch? I feel like you just gave away the match that you were booking for him, too. No. Uh <laughs> no. No. The only match I gave away was David Arquette and Bret Hart. Oh, wait. There shit. I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, just going with some more star power and uh, babyface uh, stuff. I, I, I feel like it's a little bit upsetting that we're, these guys are going so late in this fucking draft. But I'm going Ricky. The Dragon Steamboat, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and just like that, we just switched our guest to Richard the Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and while we're at it, I'm going Outsiders, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Outsiders. Now, just to be clear, Mr. Rule Changer, you have to use them as the Outsiders. Yes, I do. I have to use them as the Outsiders, and I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Yeah, because you know, I I didn't have to I didn't have to say that with Harlem Heat because who's singling out Stevie Ray? Um, <laughs> boy, where do I go from here? Do I keep getting silly or do I go back to some names? Oh, there's not really any names left. Oh no, no, there's a few. Well, yeah, there's a yeah, few, there's a couple. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's there's some world champions out, like legit world champions sitting out there still. Yeah, and you know. <laughs> And not just in one sport. Yeah. Uh, well, I only got two picks left, so if you're gonna do it, you better do it. <laughs> so do I have one pick left? I have, I have you have one. you have three. I have three picks. Ooh, yeah. this is gonna be tough. Oh, oh, ooh, ah, e. You know, I could I could just go with this person. You know what? Yeah. I have a lot of the middle card Mount Rushmore on my card. I have all the work rate. <laughs> Uh, you know, as far as WCW goes, the middle card was all was the Bell to Bell sensations, yeah, and absolutely. I think I'm gonna go with the one who they put a lot of stock in. Like you know, uh, he beat Hulk Hogan. I'm gonna go with Kidman, ladies and gentlemen. Not mad at it. That's it's a solid pick. Uh, definitely one that that you know not on my draft board. I think he's a black hole of charisma, but they they saw something in it. He could definitely work. He's you know. And there was something there, especially when he was with the flock. I think some of Raven's, uh, you know, charisma rubbed off on Kidman, and he got over with that. So, absolutely, Billy Kidman, solid pick. Now. My 19th pick. Yes. And this is going to shock you. Maybe. Shock But we talked about him last week. And I'm gonna take him right now on my nineteenth pick. And if this was basketball, he he probably be number one for me. But I am going to take Mr. Dennis Rodman, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that one hurts. I knew I should have taken him a little earlier. I definitely had plans for him, but uh, yeah, 
Damn it. Okay. Dennis Rodman, off the board. I'm sad. And so now I'm trying to think of who else I really liked at WCW. Come on, Cole. You got a rebound. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> you made a sporty reference. Uh, Good for you. Was it worth three? Good for you. Was it worth three points? <laughs> so Kidman uh, brought up Raven, which brought up my favorite uh, one of my favorite feuds in WCW history, frankly, is really great. And it wasn't the flock. It was their opponent, Perry Saturn. I think Perry Saturn gets lost in the shuffle a lot. Um, he's such a great worker. Uh, if you go back to, to his ECW run with the Eliminators, he was incredible. They were absolutely considered one of the best tag teams in the world at the time. And then if you go to this run with the flock, it's absolutely insane. I mean, it's really great stuff. Um, I, I think it's what made Raven kind of a, a mainstream star and gave him the opportunity to go to WWF down the road. Um, oh, I'm trying to trying to talk myself into Raven, but I don't know that I can. You know what? I'm going to go a little bit off the board here, and I'm going to go with who better than Canyon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going Canyon with my last pick. All right. I mean, who better than Canyon, really? I mean, such a delightful human being, and uh, Mortis was on my list. But uh, yeah. that's that. yeah, and that's it. I was trying to go pick, you know, do I want Mortis or what? Yeah, so but I'm going with Canyon. Okay, so that leaves me with my last pick, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, what? I'm gonna do something a little uncharacteristic. I'm gonna read you off what's left on my list. <laughs> Just I want to see who you would pick out of these for my 20th person. And here, the list are as follows: Jeff Jarrett. Yep. Sid. Uh-huh. Six. Psychosis. Juventud Guerrera. Raven. Mongo. La Parca. <laughs> Johnny B. Bad. That's a fantastic reference. Kevin Green. And Jay Leno. Now, if you were me... If I were you, see, if I had one more pick right now, uh, and I'm kind of mad at myself, there's two guys that jump off the page to me that absolutely should have been picked. Uh, and one tag team, for that matter, that should have been picked. Uh, so the enforcer, Arn Anderson, right at the top of, like, Jesus Christ, we're doing a WCW draft and no one took Arn Anderson. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper... For, you know, it, it, he was a world champion. He beat Hogan with a sleeper in the middle of the ring in WCW. Uh, and he was still over as shit. Uh, and then also, there's the Midnight Express, who nobody has talked about. Or just Bobby Eaton, for that matter, who stuck around in WCW because they just kept throwing money at him to keep him around because he was so freaking good. And, and so, uh, there's a lot. Um I think if I had one more pick right now, it'd be Piper. And I'm kind of mad at myself because I, I, I thought of him earlier when I was trying to find more baby faces, and I, and I probably still need a baby face or two. Uh, so I'm mad at myself for not getting Piper. But uh, based on your roster, six might be a great pick too. Um, 
But you have Dennis Rodman, so, you know, a football player might be interesting in having one of the most clusterfuck, awful, just trash bag matches of all time. So you could go anywhere, sir. I mean, Kevin Green did pretty well when he when he wrestled. Yeah. Yeah, but Mongo. Like you have Dennis oh, Rodman versus Mongo, Mongo. McMichael sounds like <laughs> oh, one of those boy. matches that is obviously going to be terrible, but it's so bad that it's like can't miss TV. Like <laughs> it is. It really is. And like, you know, you mentioned a couple of old school names that made me like dig out a name that I can't believe hasn't been mentioned yet. But, you know, as I'm talking about it, if I picked him, he doesn't really fit in my list, babies. Um Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of mad at myself too. Uh, and you said I, if you don't yeah, take and, if you don't take Dusty right now. <laughs> I know. And coming from the guy who's been saying all episode, I really need baby faces. I know. <laughs> no, because I got a great idea, and it fits the theme. Okay. It fits the theme with our draft. He's not on the list, and he is well famous for us inventing rules to make him be used on our show. <laughs> I'm going with the ever so popular terrorizing ladies and gentlemen this is where you go who's terrorizing well i know but the fans might not know who terrorizing is so i i kind of wanted to use either terrorizing or or the the steven regal uh uh tag team partner but i forgot that name much uh, like jean paul levesque oh john paul levesque like his actual name go figure yes, yeah, but you know much. what no terrorizing if you see a picture it's the best picture ever and you know what triple h is going to be used in a wcw draft <laughs> ladies and gentlemen and it has to happen it has to happen. Oh, it's going to be wow. great. But there's my list. No Dusty Rhodes at all, anywhere. To, to be fair, to be fair, Dusty, by the time it became WCW, Dusty was kind of done in the ring, and he was used as an announcer and a manager, and then he'd have a match here and there sporadically. Um, but he was an NWA guy. and so, But he was there for most of the WCW run just as an announcer or you know, he had the little run with the NWO, stuff like that. So his son I'm could not have been picked. Too upset. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Dustin would be a great pick. Uh, Ravishing Rick Rude just popped into mind. He was a freaking world champion, the NWA champion. Uh, you know, that, that, uh, the NWA didn't didn't agree to, and so then they stripped him of the belt, and he, but he still kept the world championship. And yeah, it was a whole. Uh convoluted bullshit thing ron simmons not picked uh that would have been a great baby face choice there um hardcore hack uh, yeah uh yeah that that that's a that's a fun one i mean there's just so many we didn't pick the giant paul white you know buff uh, bagwell pretty big come show. on no but no buff bagwell no scott norton no kurt hennig no <laughs> uh yeah there's there's a lot that uh, I mean, it's just the roster was so deep for so many years. No Doctor Death, Steve Williams. No Abdullah the Butcher. No Kevin Sullivan, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we could probably do another twenty uh, each and be fine. <laughs> oh yeah, we could do a sabotage. Oh, I don't know about a sabotage, but oh, there's plenty. Oh. There's plenty of people. Oh for yeah, a sabotage definitely track. we could do a sabotage because we got Sal Sincere. We've got. <laughs> We've got the Yeti. <laughs> We've got the Shockmaster. Oh, yes. There's a lot. Van Hammer. Ice oh, Train. Oh, my God. Van Hammer. Ice Train. Roadblock. Uh, yeah. Oh, so many. WCW had such a bloated roster. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We, could, we yes. could go on for days. Four uh, days. 
Yes. So absolutely, and and no no uh, great Sasuke. No, uh, I mean, there's just so many guys. Uh, it, it, yeah, I'm looking forward to putting this card together. I think I definitely, I mean, star power wise, I definitely got you beat. Um, you didn't take any opponents for Stinger Goldberg, so that's fun. <laughs> Says you. Says you, buddy. Uh, I got. I'm just the card looking at your cards. card, and it's going to be the most interesting thing to put together ever. You goddamn uh, right. I'm really looking forward. Interesting to this. is what um, wins drafts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sometimes you're looking at the guy who won a draft with John Cena and Orange Cassidy, ladies yes. and gentlemen. So our our guest will be, uh, you know, a, a veteran of the of the podcast, Dave the Tiger Man Smith. Uh, he always. Oh, man, we always have a blast with him because it just depends on what kind of mood he's in. If he's in a really silly mood, then uh, he's going to go for all the silly nonsense and he's going to be all over Norman Smiley versus Glacier or whatever you do with Norman Smiley. (laughs) Yes, ponder the possibilities. It's It's your doom. Oh, my God. I love this. We definitely could do 20 more. <laughs> Just like we could probably get 20 more cruiserweights. <laughs> Absolutely. And boy, you said it. We have a lot of work to do. I got a lot of drawing board shenanigans to do in the garage and come up with the best matches possible. So, Cole, please take us home. All right, ladies and gentlemen, join us next week when we put these 20 draft picks each together in an eight match card. And we go to our judge, Dave, the Tiger Man Smith to pick a winner. Thanks for being with us this week. For Ron Kilborn, I am your host, Cole Dawson, saying thank you, we love you, and good night. More. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.